What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode. And before we start this episode, I want to encourage all our listeners to please subscribe and rate our channel. We definitely appreciate that. Also, feel free to give us feedback. Like I said, all three of those things, we definitely appreciate it. I just want to start the show off and letting you guys know. And um, here's another episode. I hope you all enjoy it. What's up, y'all? This episode is sponsored by Park Hill Consulting Services. If you're interested in learning how to purchase your first investment property or you need some help getting your finances in order so that you can purchase your first investment property, just contact us at www.parkhillconsultantservices.com and we can get you started. We hope you guys enjoy the rest of this episode. On the way to the top floor, I ain't selling out though, but I'm on the way. Got a lot of real must motivate. Hold all the moves, I'm a play play. On the way. Motivation for all the real ones. On the way. On the way to the big check. You ain't know I'm up next when I'm on the way. You ain't take risks cause you too afraid. I'ma just eat till I'm overweight. On the way. On the way. What's up, you guys? Welcome to another episode of the Millionaire Mindsets Podcast. My name is Deanna Kent, and I'm sitting here with my co-host, Xavier Miller. What's up, what's up? And today we have another dope guest joining us on the show. He's a serial entrepreneur and Subway franchisee, and he's doing a lot of dope stuff within the community. His name is Ralph Diesel. Welcome to the show. What up, yeah. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. <laughs> We'd have been going on and on if he was naming all the things he's been all <laughs> doing. And I'm like, man, this is yeah, <laughs> Like, sometimes people, I feel like they abuse the word, like, serial entrepreneur, entrepreneur, but you truly a serial entrepreneur, <laughs> like, for real. Hey, <laughs> I got the game, man. They say you need seven streams to really touch, to really be a fruitful millionaire, man. I'm trying to get to those seven, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel you, bro. We already at seven, but we're trying to ramp them things up. <laughs> exactly. And uh, just, to, just to start off, the first question we always ask our guests, so to everything you're doing right now, what was the start to that? Just giving a little background on yourself. Man, uh, everything I got going now started with uh, me chasing my true passion of entrepreneurship and dumping my nursing career. I'm actually a nurse by trade. Wow. That's the true source. <laughs> that's yeah, crazy. that's the true source of it all. Um, I went to nursing school. I come from a family of, of nurses, uh, African immigrants. So um, that's one of the fields that they really hop into. And it's good enough money. You come from the villages of, of West Africa. Believe me, man, once you come in and you're making, even if it's close to six figures or something stabilized, man, you're going to take that and run with it. You know, that's mm-hmm. a massive blessing compared in comparison to where you come from. So um, that influence was passed down to me. Uh, I went to nursing school, graduated, uh, got licensed and all that, but it wasn't the passion of mine. You know, um, I'm a newbie, uh, a nurse. I'm going to work 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, giving me the boo-boo shifts. Meanwhile, all my friends are at the clubs. All my friends are, you know, not making nearly as much money as me, but they're lifestyling. I'm making the money, but I'm sleep all day. I'm working all weekends. It's like, man, that wasn't it. So I was one of the ones that, you know, took that risk and said, you know what? I'm going to take this leap, man. My family wasn't too happy with it. Uh, I stopped working as a nurse, uh, and I was full-time at AutoZone, believe it or not. Uh, went there full-time. I had a passion for cars as well, but I always had a passion for retail. I was always the one to go to Smart and Final and buy a box of um, um, airheads, and then I was able to retail them and make double off of that. So those principles were there while working at AutoZone, and um, – from there, the next phase of getting into really what I'm doing now was I was fired from AutoZone. Uh, when I was fired, I had no other choice. I had my first son. 
Uh, my wife, I had no other choice on bringing in income, so I had no choice but to, I wasn't going to sit back and depend on another job to hire me on. Um, I had to create that one way or another. So I started buying um, cars from the police auction, uh, buying a, I remember my first flip was a Honda Civic I bought for 250 It was impounded. I don't know why it was impounded. I couldn't <laughs> drive it for that long. It was probably involved in a driver. You never know. So that's a risky take, man. Uh, right. I bought it. I think I put in about another 150 bucks um, into it. And then I ended up retailing it for like 750. That was my first flip. So I made 350 bucks. Um, I think I bought some groceries and then the rest of it, I reflipped again. And then um, I think my second car was a, a Honda Accord. And then I flipped that from like uh, 600 bucks, to like 1250. And then I just kept growing it from there. So that that's the second phase that got to me, got me to where I'm at now. I learned my my operational experience via AutoZone, management skills, supply chain, things of that sort. That taught me that. Then the streets taught me on, you know, how to, you know, be able to sell, you know, especially when your life depended on it. And I converted all that into Subway franchises. Um, I have a, a clothing line called Royal Dynamite. Uh, I'm involved in a lot of different other things um, you know, that really you know, hone my skills on a daily basis. Wow, man, and that's that's, that's pretty much a lot, right? That's that's a, a deep backstory for real, though. And like, yeah. like getting to the subway franchise either that's so dope to me. And I feel like, oftentimes right now, I feel like the franchise aspect in business is kind of like overlooked for real. So, so yeah. it seems like a lot of people overlook that part. So, what made you want to get into franchising the subway? Well, man, uh, you're right. The, the franchising um, aspect of things is really overlooked. But reality is, the minute you walk out of your house or your job, uh, I could say within the next two blocks, 75% of those businesses are franchised. Exactly. So why not hop into something? I'm not trying to recreate the wheel. Right. Um, I'm trying to come into something that's going to, uh, for one, the asset is automatic wealth. And then two, it could help me accumulate wealth by a system that's already there. So that's how I chose um, franchising. Uh, Subway came about in a in a, a real weird way. I was actually in the process of buying a cleaning franchise. You know those cleaning franchises that you see go in into corporate nine to five buildings yeah. afterward, and you see them with their backpack vacuums yeah. and trash cans they clean up. There, I was going to buy volume of that. I think I was going to buy about fifteen grand worth of volume uh, for about forty five grand, um, and. I was in the process, went to the meetings, you know, got my franchise disclosure document um, and, and everything was set. And one night I was asleep and I got a uh, a voice in my head, which was obviously God kept saying Fran- um, um, subway, 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 subway. And I couldn't shake that. Couldn't shake the thought. It was like 3 a.m. Ironically, it was at 316 a.m. I remember that. <laughs> um, and he just kept saying subway, subway. And I picked up my phone off my nightstand. Um, I just started researching and I started, started looking at all the requirements and I was comparing it to the cleaning franchise I was buying. And they told me how I could go about matching those requirements or making those things happen. I said, OK, hold on. It's not too far off. Yes, the subway, uh, Fortune 500 billion dollar brand, you know, global brand. It's not that much different of getting it's not that more difficult to get into versus uh, a cleaning franchise local out here in Southern California. So. I started researching it. Um, I couldn't go to sleep anymore. I think I went to bed at like one. I woke up at three with the voice in my head. I didn't go to sleep the whole next day. Um, I started to text my friends like, yo, fellas, I think, I think subway's it, subway's it. And for some reason, they didn't, they didn't shoot it down. They didn't deny it. They're like, yo, you know what? 
it may be it because the way you come at this 4 a.m., you're supposed to eventually you, you text and say <laughs> right. the voices in your head, you know, you know, it has to be there has to be some true meaning behind it. Um, I sent an application and um, they hit me back saying, hey, we want to set up an interview with you. Um, I went into the, the development agent's office, man. We sat down, talked. Uh, I took my Wonderlick exam, which is like a it's an exam that you see a lot of pro athletes have to take. You can't just, you know, have the skills on the court. You have to know basic math and English. It's the mm. same exact exam, uh, exact exams that uh, NFL players and NBA players have to take in order to even um, be considered for the draft. So took that, we passed that with flying colors. And I think that actually set a precedence with them. Like, yo, probably got one on our hands. Uh, this guy passed it with flying colors with ease. And then we took the process from there. So that's how Subway came about. Um, franchising in general came about because I didn't, I didn't want to start something that I needed. I needed quick income. I had my second son. Um, I had just bought my first home. Uh, the entrepreneur lifestyle is kind of getting to that level where it's like, yo, this is okay. It's that scary part. You know, you got an actual mortgage now. You got two kids, a wife, you know, you know, little flips here and there. That's not going to work. You got, you got to structure this into an actual operation now. Uh, no more flipping. I can't, I can't depend on that anymore when I know my kids have to eat, right. you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you know, with me, I could probably, okay, I didn't flip today and go buy a couple noodles tomorrow flip. Okay. Let's go buy a steak, you know, surf and surf. So, I couldn't really do that anymore. I figured franchising uh, was a good way to diversify from my car dealership. So, man, I'm already dealing with that. You know, let me try to open up something else, a different um, type of business. And shoot, that's what pushed me into franchising. And eventually that pushed me into Subway. That's and eventually it's going to push us into way more. Way more. Way more. Way more. We're working on that now. Man, that's incredible, bro. Like, for real. Thank and you, I know it's probably people that's going to listen to this. They're going to be like, so... Is is this possible for me to do that? So is, oh, so is it like franchising? Let's say a subway. Is that like I want to say it's definitely not going to be easy. But is that possible for I don't want to say anybody? But is it possible for somebody that's that's committed to trying to do it? Oh yeah, definitely, man. Um, as you guys see, uh, or if you follow me on social media, uh, my mentee Chris Williams. Uh, that was the same question he asked, and and we created a franchisee out of him. Mm-hmm. Um, all it takes is all it takes is a, is a certain focus, and all it takes is um, the understanding of playing chess at this level. It's like a corporate game of chess now. Okay. Uh, you don't just run in hastily, and just because you have a six fifty plus credit score and you have a hundred grand in the bank, that doesn't automatically make your franchisee. Uh, there's there's lots of other aspects that come into it, and there has to be a relationship built. Uh, we're talking about getting into uh, getting let into uh, a global. A multi-billion dollar brand, they don't right. just take that lightly. It's kind of like, it, to a certain extent, extent, it's kind of like a, a secret you know, society. It's kind of like a, a a family of sorts. So not everyone gets right. in just based on having money in your account. If that's the case, everybody will be a franchisee right. right now. So it definitely is possible. It's just about understanding the principles of basic business. Basic business is playing chess. Uh, y'all are in real estate. Yep. You know, you're not about to go, you know, tell the agent that, you have this, or you're not about to go tell a construction, uh, a, uh, a developer that you have a hundred grand for this flip. You're going to try to cut that down to 30 and then right. have them build your, so those little principles are implemented even at this level or even in this sector of business, man. But anybody could do it. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I realized, man, this is uh, me, me getting into subway and expanding into subway was, uh, it was, it was one of my like top five top dreams come true. 
just because it opened up so much avenues of wealth and it opened up so much opportunity. But it was really a dream that literally, like I told you guys, it was literally a dream that came true. So if it came true for me with having zero background, zero knowledge of franchising, and I was able to do it and I created others in doing it, then, uh, you know, it's kind of self-explanatory. Anybody could get it done. Right. And that's what's so dope about that to me is like how you was in tune with yourself, like waking Mm -hmm. up, you know, having a dream, hearing like something tell you, like, go do this. Like, I feel like a lot of people ignore those signs and those voices. And that's why they never really actually end up getting up, end up doing something. But you was like being in tune. You got to be in tune with yourself to realize that and be like, you know what, I'm about to shoot for it and do this. Mm -hmm. That's definitely, man. And it starts at the basis of knowing that you're a true king or queen, Mm -hmm. man. At the end of the day, a true king or queen is meant to lead. So if you hear these voices and you've seen these things, uh, being implemented to further prove you as a king or a queen, then why, you know, how can you ignore that? So it all really starts of, of self-knowledge, like knowing your stuff, like you said, man, being in tune with yourself, mm-hmm. um, energy, vibes, all those types of things, man, they really do play a factor in. I was in tune with myself. I knew exactly what I was capable of. I knew where I came from. I knew what I, the risks I took. Those risks didn't kill me. Those risks didn't have me hit ground zero. I'm laying here now in my own home, things of that sort, after being fired from AutoZone. Man, if I'm getting this premonition out, if I'm getting these thoughts, subway, 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 first of all, it was very intimidating. Subway, oh, man, nah. (laughs) Right. That's how this world goes by, yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And I think I saw a lot of people are intrigued with it, like, subway? Right. Another aspect was, like, you know, people are like, subway, like, why subway of all people? You for the culture. You know, we got Russell Wingstop. We got... Uh, Ross with Checkers, mm-hmm. uh, we got Shaq with Papa John's, we got all these other brands where uh, naturally via the culture you'll gravitate to there, but I wanted to open up a door that was definitely untapped into, yeah. I mean it's to the point where if you think, if you tapped into the culture and you think Subway, you think in Ralph Diesel, you think of Chris Williams why? Because we opened up a yeah, door that door. never would have been thought of, and that was really one of my main pushes and excitement um, that gave me excitement, it was like yo, you know what? That's a brand that nobody's into. I can get in and I can be the leader of forefront within this. The culture come behind me and I'll be the mm-hmm. one up front making the move. So I said, you know what? This one has to happen. You know, and yeah. that's that's exactly why we did it, man, to be honest. That's, that's great. Yeah. And yeah. if I'm not mistaken, you are the youngest black male owner of multiple franchises, right? Yes, uh, I could still say so as of now. I haven't I haven't heard of anybody else, but when I did acquire my second one, uh, factually, before my thirty third birthday, I was the youngest um, uh, multi owner in North America. Uh, they wouldn't, they can't give me stats um, outside of the U.S. Uh, so there may be a young franchisee out in, in Turkey somewhere right. that's killing it. But in North America, I know for a fact I am or I was, um, and even as of now, I haven't heard anything about that. But my young gunner, Chris, man, my mentee, you know, he's definitely going to surpass my record. And at, that, at the end of the day, I, I love him. You know, that's that's, that's what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I love it now. The harder I can have him go, uh, the harder we can partner up on different things and, and, and really excel. So, you yeah. know, it's, it's really being selfless um, in this game. The more selfless you are, uh, the more the blessings are going to come in because the time and effort I'm going and creating someone else, it's not about the hype. It's not about the the, the social media likes and things that sort of on me having, being able to, you know, uh, have this accolade upon me of being the youngest 
multi-owner. Now I can have my young gunner, Chris, do so. And the more he acquires, he's locked in with me, the more we're going to benefit down the line. So exactly. keep going, young man. You know, keep going, everybody else. Man. Man. I'm, I'm encouraged that for sure. That, that's why it's so dope. And that's what I always preach about. Like, it's so dope being a business owner because not only – you get to do business, you get, you know what I'm saying, you get, it's things that come with that, but you also get to help others, hiring mm-hmm. people, you know what I'm saying, hiring people yep. in the community, yep. giving jobs, all that stuff, it's like, yep. that's so yep. dope, because yeah, you, right now we're at a time, you'll see a lot of people, especially on social media, like they go at business mm-hmm. owners or people with wealth, but it's like, you, know, yep. you ain't looking at it from the, they getting these tax advantages or whatever, they helping people on the back end, mm-hmm. for yep. real, you know what I'm saying, yep. giving jobs yep. in the community, all that stuff, it's like, that's yeah. what it's about to me. Yeah. So that's exactly, extremely man. dope. And that, that was a new aspect of mine. I never really had, um, uh, I never really had this, well, I never had this many employees. Um, I, I had a trucking company back in Sierra Leone and we had like Damn. two drivers and uh, like a bookkeeper, but that wasn't really on the level of what I'm doing with this now. I have 16 to 18 families at any given time that depend on me to exactly. stay on point, to keep those doors open, um, in order for them to survive and provide for their families. So that's a different feeling, man, knowing that any move I make right now can affect 18 other families. Um, it really puts that, that, um, it really puts that pressure on you to keep going and, and you can't really can't quit. Realistically, I can't just disappear off the face of the earth today. Oh, I give right. up. That's it. Blah, blah. Nah, these people depend yeah, on me to keep mm-hmm. those doors open one way or another. So, yeah. That that's definitely a different feeling, man. Yeah, there's the tax advantages, there's things that sort, but the blessings, man. When people come to me for our job, yeah. and I'm, I'm that unconventional employer, man. We're not going to just oh, you need a job, apply online or fill an application out. You know, it's not cookie cutter. It's not robotic with me, man. To be realistic, and this is a game, you know. Even for those that are that need that nine to five in order to help push them into entrepreneurship and try to get as close as possible to the source. I have some people that will sit. I have some people that. Some of my employees will sit in that shop from opening. They know I will touch the shop at least once during the day. They'll sit there from opening. They don't know when I'm coming in. Uh, they'll sit there all the way sometimes to closing for days at a time, waiting to catch me directly in order to sell it directly to me. Like, yo, man, I see what you're doing. I love what you're doing. Uh, I love this shop. I've been in here. I'm looking for a job. I have two kids. I have this and that. Boy. Uh, I'm a hard working saying I'm that type of hiring. You know, I'm that type of employer. I'm going to give you that look right then and there. So, um, that, that's one thing. That's another beauty of, of what I do now is that I'm able to really affect lives of what I'm doing, yeah. even with uh, just a simple subway job. Quote exactly. yeah, and yeah. I think it's dope. Like your employees and the people who come into the shop can look and see somebody yeah. that looks just oh, yeah. like them and started where they started and oh, yeah. can really inspire them to go, you know, take the same route or, you know, just go push towards their dreams. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. I'm I'm on the front line. Uh, right. If you guys are ever, when you guys are in LA, you got to pull up on me. Yeah. Um, my shops on Rancho, but I'm on the front line making the best spicy Italians and the <laughs> and the best turkey, bacon avocados. I'm not, you know, I'm showing my staff that I'm right here with you. You know, if, if you if you guys see me grinding hard hard as the owner, and I'm wearing the same exact uniform, I'm not in there with my collar shirt on, tie. You know, listen, hey, you guys do this that. I was none of that, man. I'm throwing on my tee with the subway logo on, and I got my snap back to the back. We breaking a slight sweat. We pumping out these sandwiches because I want to show them that I'm going to get it directly from the bottom. You know, mm-hmm. um, 
the difference is, you know, they, they get kind of, you know, mad when people walk through the door. I'm the happiest when they're walking in because I know. It's a different mentality. And I understand that. But I just want to show them that I'm still at ground zero. Uh, right. We're still going to do whatever it takes to get there. You know, and that's that's my brand in general, man. Showing the culture like, look, you know, we're going to do whatever it takes to get to where we need to get to. Mm. And that's a, that mentality is so important. Like just staying, <clears throat> staying on that ground level because there's so many people that when they start doing getting a little success, like one thing that really um one time the first day when i actually showed up i got this photo i'll share it to you uh, mm-hmm. um when we hop off on, on on my ig it's a photo of nip and i'm standing there and nip has on some gloves and he has his hands on my shoulders smiling that was my first time telling him that i'm about to um uh, push forward on the subway franchisee and what's so ironic about that i'm telling you guys i'm at ground zero still doing what i'm doing he was lifting tiles out of a old beat up pickup truck with black sam lifting tiles of himself nipsey hustled the great lifting tiles up into a restaurant that he was about to be opening up baba leo's right next door to the marathon clothing store um and for me to see that at his level, because all, all it is is a click of a button for him, snap of a finger, they're doing whatever they need to do, uh, especially with the king being in the parking lot. But yeah. when I saw him lifting out them boxes with the dust on his shirt, with gloves on, in and out, I said, okay, who am I to think I'm any bigger, you know, to think that I don't need to be doing these basic things. He was doing whatever it takes to get the job done. If 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 him lifting in those 20 boxes of tiles – Increase the opening day or increase the time towards opening day of that restaurant. He was going to do whatever it took. And it was the same principles on my end. If me being on that line is an extra helping hand to bring in that money that the customer has in line, man, I'm going to do what it takes. Once it slows down, I'm out of here, but we're going to do whatever it takes to get that bag right then and there. So when I saw that, especially on the first day of me telling him I'm about to be a franchisee, and I saw his happiness, and I saw him at the grounds on ground zero at the marathon store lifting in tiles for further construction. That really opened up my eyes and said, "Okay, you know what? It's it's a different level. It's a different grind at this level. It's a different grind that's needed." And that's so that's so interesting that you say that because it's like like uh, like I told you in the beginning, like me and D, we like the biggest Nips fan. I've been a Nips fan since 2010 when he came out with the marathon. Say that's when I first. You're a true fan. That's when I first. I was hoping you weren't going to say Slawson Boy too. Nah, 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 nah. Don't nah. get me wrong, man. Okay, so here from the marathon. Yeah. You post bullets and got no name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's when I caught on. I got. I was a. I was a junior in high school, and I was. Okay. I got my first job, and that's we listened to that the whole summer. As is then. Right, for sure. like when we met, when we met, that's a, that's the first artist I put her on to, okay. and I'm like we will always have conversations. I'm like, man, like I ain't trying to be like same like because you know we in the era where like everything considered dick riding, and I would always yeah. say like, man, Nip, he seemed like I don't want to say he perfect, but just for, like I don't know him, but he seemed like yeah. the super like a genuine like a real dude. Oh, like yeah. it's, so oh, it's yeah. like what you growing for those that's listening to this that they might not know like you, you growing up, you grew up with him. So like yeah. this, die. We don't want to go too too deep in it, but like, what kind of person was he truly? We see all the shit on social media and, and all that, but what kind yeah. of person was he like, for, like firsthand? And to 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 be honest and be realistic, uh, he he. What you saw now, what you saw him now, you know what he's doing for what he was doing for his community, uh, the love he always gave to every single person, of uh, to you know him stopping his car just to take a photo with a fan, um. 
he was always that person. First off, man, he was always the most popular, the most popular person that we always, always knew. So that's why, to be honest, man, that's why we was kind of best friends because like, yo, in middle school, man, the one that got all the girls and that's all popular, he a basketball star. He's like, hey, shoot, that's, that's who you want to be a best right. player right now. So uh, it was deeper than that, but that was kind of one of the things that um, looking back now, he always had it in him. Uh, he was always the most popular Man, that guy would get straight A's with ease. So gangster nip and things that sort that you see, believe me, it came with the actual algorithm behind him. This was all a plan to become the Nipsey Hustle, the great that you saw prior to his passing. Um, he was the smartest guy that I ever knew. That's for a fact. Um, I was struggle, man. Uh, I had good grades. Uh, he was valedictorian. There's a photo on my page we both took where he has a gold rope around his his um, his uh, graduation robe. Uh, but he did it with ease. He would play basketball all day or get in trouble in school and this and that. I still come in tomorrow and ace the test. Meanwhile, I would actually have to study, go home, turn the phone off, and, and you know, lock up lock in my room in. and actually study and still probably get a B or maybe a C if I was really tripping. He would come in straight A's with ease, man. So um, that was always in him. He, you know, the smart man that you guys saw as of late uh, was really him. Um, the hustler that you saw. Um, and it was really him as well, too. And that was really based off Big Bro, Black Sam. Uh, anybody that knows Sam from, from back in those days, Sam was always the ultimate hustler. Sam was always a CD man back when Burn CDs was, were a hit. Sam was always a candy man. That's where I got mine. Like, okay, shoot, Sam going to Smart and Final and buying suckers and selling them for 50 cents, even though he bought them for 10 cents. I'm going to do the same. Uh, he always had a notepad where he would write his goals. And I, we laugh about it to this day. Every time I see him, I'm like, bro, you've always been this person. I remember one of his goals was a 2,100 Accord uh, because the homie Nigel, who lived down the street from him, had one. And his goal was always set on that. So every day after school and back of the bus, he'd have his notepad out, new fresh page. He's writing down his new sets of goals. Um, 100 CDs, uh, uh, 2,100 Accord, various items. So Obviously, you know, if your biggest influence is your older brother back then, it's going to pass down on to you. Mm. And no, I wasn't surprised that I was passed down on to Nip himself. So yeah. um, the hustler, the smart, educated man without a high school diploma, uh, that was always him. He didn't need a high school diploma. That was really it's just like I don't have a, a bachelor's degree or anything like that, but I could probably gross more than, you know, people with MBA. So right. he really didn't need that. Um a lot of people ask why I thought why I think why I think he dropped out of school at such a young age. He was way past high school. Um, he could have he could have been doing the MBA program back then had he had the the right resources around him, you know, in the hood. But you know, uh, the streets were his MBA. That's where he really learned um, how to you know supply supply chain supply and demand. Uh, so those things were really in him from the very bottom. When I say a loving man, you know, there'll always be a feel. Whenever I see him, there's a difference between uh, industry nip, uh, you know, family nip, and then just raw friend nip. And every time we would link up, let's say in the industry, there's always that one feel like, man, looking to each other, I was like, man, my bro, like finally an authentic one that knows me from the very bottom. And that's why you will see us handshake, man. It'd be for so long, man. We're shaking hands for 10 seconds, <laughs> double brother hugs and all that. Cause we both got that feel like, okay, we're going to do what we got to do. Be out on the scene. You know, we're doing the snap, but whenever we would link up, it's like, man, what's up? My brother love you. We would always tell each other we loved each other and all that stuff because it was that raw, authentic love. It was raw when it come, when it came to 
you know, showing love to anybody. That's why he was good in every hood. Um, nobody kind of untouchable. It's kind of a shame that his own hood touched him, yeah. but um, he can go into the most enemies gangland and you know, nothing happened to him because he had love all over, man. And he gave love. Yeah. It wasn't just love because he's a superstar or, you know, he's one that made it out the city we grew up in. It was love because he actually gave that back. You know, he's wearing red. I'm not, right. you know, you're not my enemies. I'm, right. I'm a crip and I'm wearing red. I'm flamed up in my own hood. You know, things like that really played a, a role. And that was a real authentic uh, Nipsey hustle, man, for sure. Yeah, yeah. That's, man, that's, 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 Seeing him break down the music that, yeah. that fans all over the world, you know, say inspired him to see him personally break that music down and to give me background on it and all stuff. Yeah, that was kind of like I really feel like, OK, I'm really a blessed man to have gotten that from ground zero uh, just because, you know, a lot of people would die for that now. Like, man, can I have Nip break down? You know, his verse on higher and what that was about. Like, okay, we got that yeah, right. in general, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, Sitting man, down breaking that's... bread, you know. Eating ribs together, him talking about business, talking about family. Um, he wasn't a party animal, man. Like everybody would probably think, yeah, if he was out, he's hosting the club. That's just because there's a bag put up. Other than that, uh, you know, he's at the office, he's at his home office with wifey and the kids sipping some red wine. Relaxing, man. He was, you know, he wasn't heavy drinking, he wasn't just popping bottles, hanging out. He was, he was sipping some wine and relaxed, you know. Maybe for when the cameras is out and all that stuff, right, you know, right, right. And brand yourself. Yeah. That's fine, but uh, other than that, he was a, he was a, a smooth wine drinker, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's that's real, man. That's like yeah, man. you can't even like you can't even see. We got the two murals. We got two nip murals up right now in our office, so you can't even. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like it, we was definitely like affected by that. But just like what I noticed, what I what I noticed after his passing, it was like it was like an extreme. Like resurgence of black ownership yeah. business, like being definitely talked about more than ever. Like that, that was right. like it was it was terrible. But that seeing right. that part was just like man. Right. Like I think like this this was making like okay his message did get across because he been talking about yeah. that shit forever. Like he listens to his yeah. music. He always talking about being independent. You know what I'm saying exactly. owning owning his shit. So it was like exactly. to see that that mm -hmm. conversation happen. Was like wow, exactly. bro. Yeah, and, and I feel like for for us being the closer ones to him, we have to we have to continue to show that example because then if you think about it, it doesn't reflect reflect well on it. Were you just preaching that and this and that? Okay, if you were if he had that much influence, why your boys ain't doing that? And this exactly. that's, that's kind of the pressure we have right now. Even when I link up with some of his team players, it's like yo, bro, we gotta man, you know, we we sick right now, but we gotta keep it going because it's actually a reflection of bro. We don't want that negative look on, okay, you know, uh, he was pushing, you know, all money in and ownership and independence, but, you know, we pushing nine to fives and, and things of that sort. It's like, uh, it's yeah. kind of mm -hmm. contradictory. So that's the fire we got. Um, and, and hopefully, and again, you know, that's the fire we have. And uh, just like with Nip, we have to push that onto the culture and create others like us, which is exactly what you see us doing now, man. Yeah. And, and like, uh, like I said, I don't want to go too deep in it, but like, now that I'm thinking about it, like that's what really got me into like business for real. Cause he, I remember the the song he be like, "We got eight businesses, hey, that's bankroll." And the song he say, yep. "Equity, all in my deals." That was like yep. 2015, and yep. I'm like, yep. I was in the military yep. at the time, and I'm listening to yep. that. I'm like, yep. yo, this 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 crazy. Like this, <laughs> to see him transition to that to go talking about being vertically integrated on the on his exactly. album. That was exactly. man, it's, it's it's crazy, bro. It's like I could go I could go on and on about it. Exactly, yeah. man. And to see him do it. 
and, yeah. and it really worked. That was the that was the supreme motivation. I have I have three main motivating factors and um and doing what I do in business. Uh one of them is my cousin uh Kai Kamari is a pro soccer player. Okay. I saw him from ground zero, uh from the streets of Sierra Leone to moving out here and and grinding out in Hawthorne to get to where he's at, where he's a a legend where we from, literally a legend. Um, then there was Nipsey Hustle, obviously from Ground Zero again. Uh, these are my two of my male best friends uh, growing up. Uh, to see him make it from a literal Ground Negative One, not even a Ground Zero, Ground Negative One. And every time he would get to Ground Zero, they would take him back two steps to all the way, you know, being up where he was at now. And then Issa Rae, another friend that I grew up with, went to school with, couple buses on the, on the same corner of Crenshaw Slauson, for me to see her at Ground Zero, work with her at Ground Zero to where she's at now, those are things that told me that I could do it as well. Yeah. You know, I needed to find my lane. You know, I tapped into their sources from whatever angles. You know, um, there was never any handouts, really. Right. Uh, actually, not even really. There was never any handouts needed. And I think that's what really proved myself as an entrepreneur to them, saying, okay, look, you're not just coming because you have my phone number. Yo, let me get, you know, uh, invest in 10 grand in me and I can do this and that. And I was like, I always came with something to the table for all of these, you know, uh, big influencers in my life. So, uh, you know, for me to see them three make it, you know, that really proved to me that I could make it. And I want to be that same story. You guys, I show my grind all day, every day. There's no, Rob, these don't just pop up one day with a suit on with multiple subways behind them. Right. I want to show the exact process so that others can know that, okay, I can do it as well. If Rob did it, three kids, this and that, man, hey, I could do the same, man. You know, if Rob's Rob still able to go to soccer practice with his sons and he has two whole subways, 18 employees, three kids saying he still got time for that, you can make it happen as well, too. I'm, I'm no different. I'm no machine. I bleed red. You know, I breathe as well. Uh, there's nothing different about me. If anything, I'm blessed, but that's because I pray for it. Pray for it yourself, too. Man. Yep. You'll be blessed indeed, you know? Yep. So, that's that dis- yeah. that's some discipline, get involved. That's just discipline. And, yeah, uh, there you go. Something else there I want to talk touch on was, because uh, I know you do uh, Airbnbs. And I know no, that's, that's like pretty kind of popular right now as well. And just for somebody that's listening to this, I know a lot of people want to get involved. How can someone that's hearing this, like, I want to get involved, how can they start doing that as well? Man, so with the Airbnb aspect, that's actually an arm of my investment firm. And that that aspect is headed by my best friend, Obiyama. Okay. Uh, again, same thing. Just like I woke up one day saying, hey, y'all, franchising is going to be a way for us to go. Uh, everyone could tap in one way or another, but I can lead this angle and open up the doors eventually for everyone to come in. It was the same thing on his end, saying Airbnb, Airbnb, and he kept preaching it. And we believed in each other, and he's always believed in me. He's always supported everything I have, I've had going. I believe that when he said Airbnb, if I was able to do it with the brand called Sub, I know he could do it with the brand called Airbnb. So um, <laughs> he's the one that took the initiative on that. Um, he went and did all the legwork. He went in. And, uh, you know, dealt with all the property managers and um, he set up the funding. He set up the apartments itself. Uh, he's the one that headlines that. And uh, it's, it's easy to tap in, really. Um, it's just all about uh, controlling your expenses versus the income it generates. Right. You have 30 days a month and uh, you have 30 days in a month. And if you know that your rent is, for example, let's just put our raw numbers. Let's say that the rent at a certain place you're getting is fifteen hundred a month. On average, you have to be able to rent that space out for fifty dollars a day. Right. Okay. So, but at the end, of, 
day, you want to make money off of this. So it's not just about the rent. You still have utilities. You know, you still got to pay gas and light. Uh, you still have to pay for the internet, the Wi-Fi. You have to amortize the amount of money that you use in the furnished apartment. So he broke down all those algorithms and said, okay, there's money. This is how much money can be made after all of this. And he went ahead and pushed play. Uh, we all tapped in. I'm definitely, you know, I, I use my influence and things of that sort um, to push it out to the masses in order to get it booked. And I feel like it's one, I'm going to say locally, within the local LA culture, knowing who we are and knowing what we're doing, um, it's going to get booked up by the culture because that's one that really supports some, you know, some some brothers that are really right. doing it. And we booked, I mean, I haven't, <laughs> I, I can't even stay in it because it's been booked up. I want to say that thing is booked up all the way up until, as of now, October, that thing's booked up to close to March right now. Wow. Like, you can't touch it. Yeah, you can't touch it at all. So. Yeah. Of course, expansion <laughs> is on the horizon with that. Yeah, man. Uh, expansion is on the horizon from that angle. Uh, we definitely got more on the way. Uh, trying to tap into different cities, man. Uh, right. Exploring downtown L.A. Uh, that's a big boy deal, though, just yeah. because of the overhead. But yeah. um, if we can get that algorithm right, just like the, the luxury one in Hollywood, you know, that will work as well. You have Atlanta on the board. Uh, we got Chicago on the board. Um, Houston. New York, you know, especially New York, man, if you could break into that, yeah, you definitely, uh, you definitely making some headway, but, um, that, that's that when it comes to the Airbnb, um, I would say practicing group economics is the way from all of my, all of the ventures that I'm tapped into is all about group economics. If I'm eating, you could come in and eat, you create something to eat, let me come in and eat this. That's how you're going to get to those seven streams. And now, I can guarantee I can I can guarantee make this million dollars because I know he's headlining that Airbnb and he's expanding us on that end and I'm tapped in there so I'm gonna keep making the revenue from there and don't worry about that angle I got you on this with the subways I'm gonna expand this and you can eat off of this and vice versa so group economics is the key uh, Airbnb is a prime example of group economics going on mm. trusting your brother to go ahead and take the lead and and encouraging him to keep it going and. And investing him literally and figuratively to make it happen. Um, that's 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 a massive key. And I kind of think the culture lacks that, but like you said, once in it passes, it's kinda like there's a refreshing of that idea saying, you know what? You know, we gotta practice this, we gotta really make this happen, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, I know when I was looking, I was looking at your page and stuff, you did talk about the Airbnbs, but I seen you kind of mention you're doing short term rentals with cars as well, or is that kind yes. can you go into so, that a little bit? So, yes, um, multiple angles. Uh, first off, before um, I talked to you guys about post-AutoZone and pre-Subway, um, I'm a car dealer. That's literally still is my bread and butter. Uh, now, we've, what we've done is is just kind of taking that aspect of it and tapping it into a source that can generate more for us via Airbnb. So now you could – oh, you coming to L.A.? You want to stay at our luxury suite, uh, Airbnb? Well, at the same shot, it's just a one-time text message. It texts us, and we can get you a car rent. We can get you a car as well for that weekend and and uh, rent that to you via Toro or rent that to you just off top. So it's kind of like a package deal we wanted to do, kind of kind of implementing an Expedia or an Orbitz-type um, model where – you know, you go and book a hotel on their um, on their platform and they're offering you a discount on rental cars and flights and things of that mm-hmm. sort. Uh, this is just a more grassroots black owned model uh, using the sources we already tapped into. I'm already a car dealer. 
Uh, Turo is just something to really just sign up on. I can get the cars, list them on Turo. Those things are rent out on a daily if we wanted to go with more of a long-term type car flip versus just the, the buy and sell. So we attach that to the Airbnb. You have the option of renting these cars out when you rent out the Airbnb. And kind of just to give you a, a full a full lifestyle package deal. The Airbnb is right in the heart of Hollywood. So if you're coming out to Hollywood to enjoy your weekend, you might as well rent the drop six and you know, do that too. Push it down the boulevard. Yeah, yeah. Man. So just trying to double bang for, you know, just trying to make every every entity uh, more efficient. You know, instead of that one Airbnb just simply making us $150 a night, the Airbnb ended up, make, ended up making us $150 a night plus a three-day rental, which added, added on another 160 you know, and now we just went from 150 to 310 about that same person. So just increasing productivity. And that's and that's an example of vertical integration right there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If, obviously, if you're going somewhere, you need a whip. If you yeah. get, you know what exactly. I'm saying, you get your whip from me. Exactly. I, get, I can get you your place to stay. Yep. I can even get you something to eat at the shop, you know what I'm saying? So that's like, hey, yeah, exactly, man. Yeah, exactly. I, I could pull some of these coupons from Subway and get you a customer <laughs> coupon. Yo, now you even get discounts on food orders. So, yeah, man. Um, but that's a, that's the ultimate goal. Now, you yeah. just gave me an idea. I mean, I could be, I could be, you know, I could have, you know, Subway cookies on the counter for you when you yeah. do come in. So now that money's coming in. The idea. Exactly, man. So, yeah, that, that's that's the that's the um, that was the premise of everything when it came to that. Um, um, that's definitely growing as well too, especially with my um, my brother Obi's firm, Escrow um, Real Estate. That's really the um, that's really the aspect of that aspect of our firm. Um, Escrow is really you know just like the name is, it's about closing deals via real estate. Um, the first type of real estate we're dealing with is obviously these Airbnbs, but we will be going into uh, eventual residential fixing flips fixing holds and then uh, eventually commercial commercial oh man that's dope yeah. man that's super dope and like so what Thank you, bro. what uh so i want to ask this like what you having so many hustles and so many like you know what i'm saying you got so many hats like i'm pretty sure people gonna hear this and be like damn like how you how you do all that like how you stay focused yeah. and how you maintain all this mm-hmm. while having you know what i'm saying a personal life like how how, how, you, how you do all that man uh, it, it's just literally all a mental focus, right. man. Days like this, days like a Sunday, um, I, I really don't do much. Uh, that's why we were able to book this on day right. like today because I really, I really take this time to break down my day. I, I really take down to break down my week, and then I, I, I take it another step low and I break down each day. Then I take it a step low and I break it down to the hour, and then I take it a step low and I literally break my days down to the minute. Yeah. Mm. So and, and I buy myself as much time as possible in the beginning of my day because there there is a there is a a, a percentage of plus or minus of error that could occur. Um I could get my beverage station down at, at my Hellman shop. Thank goodness I went so hard at the beginning of my day that I do have two hours to spare. Right. I can go work on that so I can keep operations going on that angle. Um oh I got a flat tire. I'm not tripping, I still have this podcast. When millionaire mindset at six, I'm so far ahead that I have time to change out this flat tire. So um, that's one way um, I'm able to manage all of these things. But I, I literally break my weeks down to the minute. And uh, I, don't, I don't break it down on the Monday through Friday aspect. I break it down Monday through Sunday uh, just because I still need to fit in family time as well as every other aspect of business that I have going on. I mean, family time does include 
uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday as well. Mm-hmm. So I need to break all that down. I can't not break down Saturday and there's a margin of error for me. And now I took that away from, you know, going to the park with my sons. Or I can't even risk, you know, um, not breaking down my Wednesday. And now I'm messed up because I can't take my sons to their soccer practice after school. So I literally break everything down Monday through Sunday. I usually do that on my Sundays. And I suggest everybody does that. Uh, shoot, Siri works well on my phone, man. I'm talking to Siri. Um, and then, you know, I set aside time in the morning to answer all my emails uh, correspond with different, you know, um, entities that I need to correspond with to set up meetings for the week and things of that sort. Everybody's on that same wave uh, on Monday morning. You know, it's kind of like the world is universally sound Monday morning to send out your emails and set up everything else for the rest of the week. So mm-hmm. I'm definitely a firm believer in that. And just maintaining balance, man. Mm-hmm. It's not all about grind, grind, grind. Right. Um, I'm, I'm kind of glad that I saw my brother uh, living as much as he did because it would be such a shame that he grinded so much and he did so much and then he passed without really enjoying the fruits of his labor. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I'm glad he bought the Maybach. I'm glad he did all these things because it's just, it's not all about the grind. One day you are going to leave it. So mm-hmm. um, maintain balance so that you don't fall off. It sounds cliche, but you want to maintain that balance between uh, work life, home life, um, and even friend life, man. Um, one of them always has to take a hit. I can't really balance all three, especially at this level, as much as I really wish I could. Sure. But my priorities right now are going to be my family, going to be my business. And then third, I would say, is going to be my my friendships. You know, the, the friends that are really family, you are automatically in that first category. The friends that, you know, aren't family, quote unquote, and all of us have them, you know, you might get the last response of the day. Right. But I'm going to make sure I respond to, you know, the, these business associates. I'm going to make sure I respond to my family. And then we can talk leisure, you know, right after that. Right so after that. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a, that was another key as well to maintaining that balance, understanding what's really a priority to you in your life. Mm, I definitely agree with that. Something that you, that you said was, I think was so important was how you said breaking down your day. And like, and I study, like I research and study a lot about like, uh, like the billionaires and just like businesses like Amazon and like family, like family empires. I pay attention, yeah. like read about those a lot. Cause I just try to understand yeah. the mentality. And I was reading about Jeff Bezos once and he was saying how he break his days down to 15 minute intervals, like to the T he got, <laughs> he got, yeah. he got yeah. each day broke down to 15 minute intervals. He just, and he yeah. said how it forces him to stay focused. Cause he yeah. know I got yeah. 15 minutes yeah. to do this task. Let me focus yeah. all on this task. Yeah. Like, what you saying yeah. that I'm like, damn, that's a that's a that's a consistent thing with high performing individuals where exactly. they just not living like randomly, like mm-hmm. they know exactly uh, what uh, they're doing. Exactly. It's detrimental to just be living randomly mm-hmm. uh nowadays. Uh I, I saw an interview, um I saw an interview. Who did this interview? Somebody did an interview on being in oh Akon. I saw mm-hmm. Akon do an interview being in the studio with Eminem. Oh, I've seen that. I've seen that. Yeah, exactly. He was lifestyling, listen that. (laughs) And then it was strictly nine to five. And I felt him on that. Eventually, Akon had to feel him. You know, Mm -hmm. you lifestyle. Oh, yeah, I'm Akon. Man, I'm going to go to the club. I'll be there afterwards. Eminem went, okay. When he got there, Eminem was going, where Eminem? He'll be back tomorrow at nine. Mm. And came in night on the dot. He knocked out the work at five o'clock. You know, that comes like, yo, we didn't finish the verse. No, let's just knock it out. Come on, man. <laughs> no, I'll be back tomorrow. We finish it tomorrow. You know, so a lot of people might even think that I'm an asshole now mm. uh, in regards to that because, bro, I'll cut you off. Hey, you know, it's three forty-five. My bad, bro. I got a ghost. 
Oh, well, come on, man. Just say, I got a ghost, man. We can yeah. continue it tomorrow. Because literally my life depends on me making that next move and hitting that goal within the next 15-minute interval. Uh, you know, I have so much going on. It, it could be, honestly, if I miss my payroll after 2.01, after 2 o'clock, in the afternoon, um, PST, if I don't submit my payroll, they don't get paid that next day. Mm-hmm. So you really think that I'm going to sit back and oh, yeah, keep, keep, keep keying with you and hanging out? And I know that might push back something detrimental to my, my families that are working for me. You know, I can't do that. So, right. you know, some people might consider you an asshole. Some people might consider you to be a stickler, but that's okay. At the end of the day, man, your bank accounts what really matters and paying your mortgage, keeping your lights on, feeding your family. That's really what the utmost priority is. So, no, that's yeah. nice. And that's Jeff why Bezos I mean. is on point with that. Even before you <laughs> told me that, I could definitely understand. It makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it makes it make perfect yeah. sense. Like when I read it, yeah. I'm like, yo, that makes perfect. Because I like, cause, like how I scheduled it, I wanted my, to break mine down by the hour. And then I read that. I'm thinking like, I thought it was stupid. I'm like, 15 minutes, that ain't no time. Right, 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 like, right. Then it hit me like, yo, if you really yep. locked in for 15 minutes consecutively, yep. Yep. you can yep. get some things done yep. for real, bro. So I'm like, yep. oh, that's, yep. that's, that's brilliant. But yep. uh, yeah. And another thing is, is dealing with the mental anguish, man. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, the mental anguish of, having to knock out a tedious task when you really, really, really don't want to, you know? So that next 15 minutes, my having to be on the phone call with man, uh, bank of America, man, I'm not trying to hear nothing y'all talking about. I got this thing going on, but I have to knock this out in order to keep operations going. That, that key right there. I'm saying, you know what? I'm going to push past the mental pain. That's a massive key right there, man. You got to deal with the mental anguish in this game, man. Uh, I'm already preparing for, uh, I'm not going to say negative news, but I'm preparing for news that's going to not be the best tomorrow. Uh, and and facing that reality now, it's kind of like, oh man, but I got to deal with it. <laughs> yeah, I'm in the game. This is what I this is what I signed up for. So I'm going to get those emails of this not being approved or this not coming in or sorry we missed this. It's like, okay, that's fine. Deal with that and move on. What I realize is that once you deal with the mental anguish. Some way, somehow, man, the day is going to end on a positive note anyway. anyway. I haven't gone to bed just totally depressed, uh, down and out uh, ever since I started this process because I dealt with that during the day. And when I, since I did end up knocking it out, I have no guilt behind me. So when I did close my laptop and I do turn my phone off, uh, which you literally have to do as well, too, in order to get things done. Yeah. When I do all that stuff, man. I'm, I'm, I'm in my most peaceful state of the day. So. Mm. Uh, also, yeah, turn your phone off, man. Don't get me wrong; right. it might sound okay. crazy. How you turn your phone off? You got to flip, being or you got a house being rehab somewhere, yeah. man. Sometimes definitely. it's needed. No, it's definitely oh, yeah. needed. Oh, yeah. I know for sure. You got to put, put it on. Yeah. Do not disturb. And just oh yeah, or do not disturb. Away, yeah. And even if you hit me that two times in a row, man, I still <laughs> might just like not look, bro. If it's not four times in a row, emergency, nah, I'm real. still not. I'm not going for it. That's why uh, <laughs> I seen the I seen the line uh, that Kanye said on one of his new songs. He was saying. I, I, he said, "I'm not mean. I'm just focused." And when I heard that, I really like rest because, because right. you would get like you said, you would get people that hit you up, and they be like, "If you're not answering immediately, they be like, damn, bro, what you on?'" But it's yeah, like, different. it's like, bro, I don't really got time to just be like, just talking leisurely for two hours, bro. Like, I, let me focus on what I'm doing. I get back to you. A lot of exactly. people understand that though. So uh, another another uh, question I had it was regarding I, well, I forgot what it was. <laughs> what you just talking about this shit too, man? I forget, I forget that. Oh yeah. So uh, common question we always ask our guests is you know what I'm saying with you doing everything you're doing like giving back. You know what I'm saying? 
do you feel like that's an obligation that you have? And not just to give back monetary. We're talking about time, access to resources, information. Do you? We kind of spoke on this in the beginning. We were saying how, like, if you got the game and you ain't giving, it's like you kind of corny for real because you should. Each, it should yeah. be like each one teach one. But how, how do you feel about that? Just going up a little bit more. Yeah, uh, it is an obligation. Uh, you you would think that once you start getting it, you want to keep getting it and accumulate as much of po- as much as possible for yourself. Right. But that's not the way it works. Uh, again, I don't know how this algorithm was built or what it really entails or why it is the way it is. But the more you give, this from two angles, man. In business, the more you give, the more it comes back. Uh, also, uh, just just spiritually, man. The more you give, the the, the blessings come back in abundance. Yeah. And that's how that's how I've always operated. Now I broke down why I would each one teach one. Um, and I will create more franchisees, more car dealers, more financial services, more Airbnb, you know, uh, hosts. I will create more of those because, for one, uh, the higher you go and the more you're able to accumulate, the more I can tap into your source at the, at the end of the day. Right. Two, from a spiritual perspective, it says in the Bible that the more you give, it comes back to you tenfold. And I've seen that happen. Mm-hmm. You know, so it is a, it is, it's a moral obligation. It's a financial obligation. Uh, you see nonprofits. Nonprofits are probably the easiest businesses to run just based off them giving. The more you give, the more funding someone will come in and give to you so that they can write it off on their taxes. So I don't like to only think about it from the business perspective, uh, but I also like to think of it uh, from the uh, spiritual perspective as well, too, that the more I give, the more I will receive. And it's an easy flip. You know, if I give $1, I'm going to get back 10. You say it's going to come back tenfold. Okay, this is the greatest man. Right, right, <laughs> this is the right. greatest, yeah, the supernatural being that's giving me these directions. Why would I not follow? So, yeah, I'm going to give 10 and expect back 100. Maybe, like you said, not monetarily, but right. in the abundance of blessings. So, um, uh, finally, a uh, quick story. Uh, last week I was outside of one of my shops and um, I was wrapped up with my day. I'm on the, I'm on the go. I had to hurry up, come pick up my, my sons. We're about to head to soccer practice and things of that sort. And um, I was outside talking to a colleague and, um, you know, this man walked past us. I, you can kind of tell, like, oh, I'm always about greeting everybody. Right. You know, it's kind of like, you know, what's up, man? How you doing, bro? And kept on talking. But um, I didn't even have a chance to do so. He, he was walking past us, kind of like, I, I want to say hi. I want to, you know, keep walking. But we didn't end up saying anything to each other. And he just kept it, you know, kept on going to the gas station. And um, he came back around. I went back into my shop. Uh, I came back out. And ironically, he was walking back to the gas station. I think he forgot something. So we've crossed paths twice. And he asked me, I, was, I had my AirPods in, I was on the phone. And he asked me, he said, man, well, real quick, can I just speak to you for one second? And to be honest, man, I'm like, man, I'm on the go. I was like, ah, I'm really on the go. But I took out the AirPods. I was like, you know, what's up? What's going on? You know, holler at me. And he was like, man, uh, the good Lord told me that I should tithe. I should give my tithes to you today. The, all the money I made today, I need to give you around 10%. So of course I'm thrown off like wow, you know? <laughs> right, right. but again is this is this a part of right. my giving and coming back tenfold? Man, I give away cookies all day. I give away sandwiches. I give away drinks. And it's like a part of my practice. Like okay, that's a part of my bottom line budget right. to give away this many items a day. And then is this a part of it coming back tenfold by him coming and pulling out a crispy hundred dollar bill from his lap, from his wallet and giving it to me, saying the good Lord told me to tie to you today. So. 
that was kind of like an example of why you should kind of keep giving because it comes back one way or another. I could have missed pass. I could have stayed in that shop for another minute. By that time, he would have been facing the other way, walking away from the gas station. I wouldn't have saw him. That wouldn't have happened, but it all aligned so perfectly. That's that that one buffer of like, you never know how it's going to come back. That was like a prime example. I didn't know it was going to come back in that fashion. You know, so... Uh, it is a moral yeah, yeah, and financial great. obligation to give back, man. I hope I broke it down. Yeah, yeah, people. for sure. Okay. For sure for that sure. makes sense. It yeah. sounds cliche. You got to give nah. back. Sounds cliche, but no, you nah, really do real. need to. Yeah, I, I, 100%. Yeah. yeah, I always say the cliche is the cliche is for a reason. They stand yeah, the exactly, time. bro. Real talk. That's, yeah, that's <laughs> one thing I learned in this game yeah. at this level now. The cliches make total sense. Make total sense. Yeah, yeah. Total yeah. sense. That's what he wants. And something I want to ask you, I've seen you um, talk a lot about your mentor on social media. And we always tell people, you know, how important it is to have a, you know, a solid mentor to help guide you through, you oh, know, yeah. all these different things you're going through. So can you oh, just yeah. dive into that a little bit, how you feel about that? Oh, yeah. Um, mentoring, um, I, I, I don't see how anyone could go further and go as deep into not only business, any aspect of your passion without having someone that's already been there that has seen what it is ahead of you and coming back and telling you what it is. It only, it only makes sense. You know, um, if I'm walking through an alley and someone comes back and says, yo, if you keep walking 10 steps, there's a big dog over there, you know, be careful walking through. Thank you for that advice. I know what not to do, or I know what to do. So it's the same aspect of when it comes to mentoring. Uh, I want to, I want to, I want to listen to people follow the direction of someone that's been where I want to go and trust that they're going to give me the game on how to want to reach there and what happens when you do reach that destination. And then at the same time, I'm always going to be ahead of someone else. So when I do finally get to where my mentor has given me game on, 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 on where I'm going, there's someone else behind me that wants to get to where I previously was. Mm. So that mentor slash mentee relationship, it's like a seesaw or it's a pendulum back and forth. Um, it's, uh, it only makes sense. Yeah. Um, I don't. I think that a part of a part of you building a business and and getting your corporate name and following in with the state and getting your EIN. Uh, one of the one of those requirements also is to have a mentor on deck even beforehand. Because, for example, let's say even with the subway process. To be honest, I learned the game as I went along, but the guy I was buying my shops from was my mentor during this process. Mm. He's going to give me the right game because he wants to put me in a position to buy his shops. So, you know, you can't have that fear like, oh, maybe what he's giving me isn't right. No, he's been there. He's been to 26 subways. He's selling me his shops. So he's going to make sure that whatever he tells me is going to be the correct route in order for for me to eat. But at the end of the day, he's going to eat as well, too. I think mentors think like that as well. Um, with my mentee, um, Chris, I don't make a dime off of anything his shop generates. I don't, I didn't make a dime off of me giving him the game to even get into that shop. Um, but the potential we have down the line on me creating a monster out of him is just simply me going into contract with him on something, um, giving him some bread. And now he can go ahead and flip that. I know he has the correct route. He knows what to do to get guarantee that income. So, it's like I, I did I did myself a service by creating right. a monster out of right. it. You know? mm-hmm. And also just being a mentee at all levels as well, too. I'm a mentee. I'm not a multimillionaire. I'm not a uh, I'm not a well, I'm not a, a multi-billionaire. I'm not a um um 
I'm not a, a, I don't have five kids. I only have three. What happens? What happens? How does life operate when I do get there? Can you please guide me? You know, father of five. Can you please guide me? Multi-billionaire. Can you please guide me? You know, so you always want to remain receptive and always remain in that mentee role, but always know that you are a mentor as well, too. Um, even if it goes just by age, you know, you may not have any businesses. You may just be a, you know, um, working a nine to five may be your lane. And, and to be honest, that, that's another thing, man. I don't think everyone, uh, everyone's not built to be an entrepreneur. You might be the greatest at being a nine to five worker. You could be the seed man. You could seed all of our, fund all of our projects as an entrepreneur, you know, but uh, back on topic is, you know, uh, you just may be that person, but you still have someone that, that looks up to you because of where you're at. You may be just that manager in that company and he may be one who want to be a manager. Give back to him and give him that game of what it took for you to become a manager on AutoZone. But give back to him and let him know what it takes to what it took for you to become the CEO of this company. Fine. You know, it's not just all it's just not in accordance to entrepreneurship. It's all aspects of life. You want to be a mentor. You want to be a mentee. A mentor is mandatory. Um, having a mentee is it's kind of discretionary, but I would suggest it as well, too, because you just that's just another machine. That's you operating outside of your body in a sense, you know. Mm-hmm. Now, again, I always refer back to my, my my mentee, Chris. He was one that followed the game step by step. Now, you know, there were some parts of the parts of the game where he didn't, you know, follow it to the T and he hit those roadblocks. But I'm kind of glad he did because that finally taught him, yeah. like, you know, I'm going to listen to Ralph 100 percent. right now. He's been there, done that. He said, uh, uh, you know, write the letter A and I wrote it and I got the result. I'm going to do that from here forward. I wrote Z when he told me to write A. I had a little hiccup. I can't afford that. I'm not even risking that no more. Mm-hmm. So, And now the, the higher he goes, the higher I go. Mm-hmm. He's always going to remain loyal. I would hope so. He'll always he'll always look to me as being further ahead and saying, yo, I want to do this. Yo, fund me, please, man. You know, And therefore, I have another avenue of a solid investment mm-hmm. to go into. So. That's real, yeah. man. That cycle is so important. I feel like that cycle got to continue yeah. on. You start off as a mentee, then you mentor somebody. As long as you, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, you, I think you muted. I think you just muted. Yeah, I did. Oh. I had to. I wanted to get my, you know, my son a little. Oh, oh okay. My bad. My bad. Right, real quick. Man. <laughs> Try to keep it flowing. Yeah. yeah, but I think we only uh, have. I know you have like one more question, right? Uh, yeah. The last one was just a simple question, but I know we didn't mention your clothing line. So if you could just go in and let us know the mission behind the clothing line brand, and just give okay. us more info on that. Uh, Man, so Royal Dynamite, um, we're about to hit the 10-year mark next year. Uh, that, that's that's my baby. That's that's my fourth son in the set. That's actually my oldest son in the sense. Uh, <laughs> it's older than all of my children, but um, I have two partners in regards to that, and it, it's such a special brand. So for one, this is a T-shirt. Okay. This is one of the T-shirts we made. See the Freetown across it. Mm-hmm. Um, Freetown is the capital city of Sierra Leone, where we're all from. Oh. Uh, this has become an iconic tea. So iconic from a few different angles. All the the biggest influencers, even down to government officials, rock this tea or rock this brand because for one, it's stigmatized. You know, we're, we're from America. We're based in America. We aim to be like the Ralph Lauren of Sierra Leone where mm. we're coming with utmost quality screen printing. Uh, our creative ideas are out of the norm from the normal fashion you would see in the country. You know, we introduce streetwear. You know, a lot of there's really any streetwear brands, you know, out there in the country. 
Um, third, for us to rep for the country and rep for the city by putting this on the tee and having every single the hottest of the hottest influencers rock it and kind of put the brand at a certain level and plateau where, you know, ultimate excellence is, is expected. So uh, we're about to hit the 10 year mark uh, in regards to this. We're a one on one. Thank you. We're a one on one. Uh, we're a one on one brand where. Yeah, he just had to get his his, his yeah, shine. It's, it's been ten minutes of fame. We ain't mad at him. We ain't mad at him. We ain't mad at him. I feel. Man, hey man, I, I love to have my son see me in action like yeah, this, man. Yeah, and they sure. always remember this one growing up. Like, yo, I remember pops doing this man in the living room. You know right? Yeah, that's that's dope. Yeah, man. Um, but we're a one for one t-shirt line where we give for every product we sell. So, um, for example, every one of these shirts we sold. We took an educational package, which consisted of a notebook, a pencil, uh, a sling bag, uh, a sling bag, notebook, pencil, and eraser, and gave it to a child in need via various nonprofit organizations, various schools, and five different countries. We've done Sierra Leone, Dominican Republic, Ghana, the U.S., and Tanzania. So, uh, you know, for every collection, we'll choose an organization or we'll choose what school and things that sort that we want to give back to. And of course, that pushes sales. People want to help and support by buying the product. It pushes the product out there. And then at the same time, we're able to help and give back and do it big. And uh, one of my partners, uh, she just got her PhD from Cornell. So we all wanted to individually get life together and boost our personal brands. So when we put our machines behind this machine, it really reigns worlds. Right. It really reigns supreme. So um, that's exactly what's going on now. I plan on involving the merchandise within the Subway brand. Um, I've already previewed like some snapback hats that we've done um, where, you know, uh, first of all, just, just, just flipping, flipping the uniform model um, via my brand. You don't have snapback hats, you know, um, within Subway employees and where those, but my shop's employees do wear those, and it's my brand on the back. Wow. You know, um, exactly, man. So we plan on doing that, yeah. eventually getting a collection pushed um, via my brand. Uh, and wild idea, man. I'm not going. I'm not going to ink this or nothing like that. It could just be a wild idea that I'm, I'm going to give y'all. But uh, one wild idea that may come to fruition, may not, is having these brands uh, utilize the marathon clothing technology. And maybe having that in the shop itself as well, too, with maybe a subway next door. You know what I'm saying? So lots of different things in the books. Yeah, lots of different ideas. We plan on working with the book. World Dynamite is that, baby. World Dynamite is that that, uh, just like every rapper you see has to sell merch. Every entertainer has merch on. This is like our version of that merch line, but just with so much more flavor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, You ever heard of Tom Shoes? Tom shoes. Okay. Yeah, the shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So we're like the Tom's and T-shirts. We actually yeah, collaborated with them before. Wow. Um, down the line. Yeah, we're like the Tom's and T-shirts. So for every T-shirt we give back, for every pair of shoes, they would give one. But with us, we're transparent with it, man. We, we ain't never seen, you know, any Tom's shoes given to them kids, but... They say so with yeah. us now. We actually on ground level. Yeah, that's, that's cold. That's cold. <laughs> Giving the stuff back, man. There's no cap on that. That's that's cold, and it's funny because like I remember in the beginning of the year, I was I kept saying how I was saying how entrepreneurs like are the new rappers, and they got to treat themselves as, as such. Yeah. And a lot, of, and some people was like confused when I said that. I'm like, not that we got to carry ourselves as rappers, but how yeah. a rapper got a whole entire circle yeah. around them with merch yeah. and products, yeah. services. Yeah. 
you gotta do the same thing. Even yeah, if you yeah. just have one business or whatever, you got you need to create something around that, like entirely product services, everything. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, product service, um, PR. All right. Uh, um, digital marketing. You know, what I'm saying handle my social media website, yeah. web developers, yeah. all that source, man. So it's different now, mm -hmm. but uh, we understand that we're in a different time right. now. This isn't, you know, the early 2000s where that entrepreneur all he needed was an office and a business card, and he was good. <laughs> you know, it's different now when it comes to everything. So, so, yeah. so yeah. Man, uh, before that, but before we let you go, we just want to say we definitely appreciate you taking time to come on on the podcast and chop it up with us, man. Like we 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 definitely definitely appreciate that, man. And we love what you're doing, bro. We support we support you with whatever you're doing. If you ever need anything, feel free to reach out to us, and we, we definitely got you, bro. We love what you're no, doing. No, most definitely, man. And like I, I told you in the beginning of this, I'm not sure if we we're recording, but kudos to you and what you're doing, mm -hmm. man. Um, young brother, man. Uh, you, to be honest, man, you are uh, you are uh, um, a lot of these a lot of this youth out there. You know, they don't have an opportunity or anything like that coming out of high school, college. So what they do is they go enlist. Mm -hmm. But you took that a further step saying, okay, I went and did that, but that's not where I stopped. And not that that was a bad thing. Right. I came back, I used what I made and all that stuff, and yeah. now look at where I'm at. Mm -hmm. uh, two, when it comes to the outreach and follow-up, man, every shot you don't take is an automatic miss. Same thing on my end. You didn't have to DM me. Oh, man, Ralph, he get a thousand DMs. He ain't going to hit me back, right. whatever, blah, blah. You know, hit you back in, might have taken time. Right. You followed up accordingly and look, you got the result that you, you wholeheartedly wanted. Yeah. So that's the same thing we got to teach the youth, man. Every shot you don't take is an automatic miss. I'd rather take the shot and if I do miss and hey, so be it. So um, kudos <laughs> on that as well, too, man. Yeah. Uh, keep the union going, bro. Uh, you know, uh, I can always tell you, man, that queen is the most yeah. important piece on the chessboard, bro. Right. That's a fact. Right. Uh, I mean, literally, right. play chess, that, she can do whatever. You know what I'm saying? The king got to, you know, make certain moves. The queen can go wherever she wants. So on that, man, just just every aspect is already set up for you, bro. I definitely look forward to tapping in with you um, yeah. on the real estate angle. Um, I see you killing. I see you building things up from that end. Uh, definitely will aim to get some more of my yeah. brothers on the podcast. I'm going to definitely push the podcast as well and support as well, definitely, man. bro. Yeah, we appreciate that for real. And before we let you go, do you mind plugging in? If people want to uh, find more about you, find out where they can get merch or any information, do you mind just plugging all your stuff? Yeah, man. Uh, definitely follow me on, on Instagram, uh, at Ralph Diesel. Uh, website's on the way. It should be up within the next few weeks. But I'm going to put that you know URL out there as well, too, ralphplsay.com. R A P H A L uh, S A Y E dot com. Um, also follow my brands. Uh, follow my two shops. First off, my two shops are the only two shops out of almost fifty thousand worldwide that Subway follows. Hmm. Um, so at Subway on Hellman and at Subway on Rochester. Um, also follow my T-shirt line at Royal Dynamite. Look out for that. Definitely buy merch from that. Uh, support. We definitely in the rebranding process. So. Um, look out for that, and, and yeah, that's that's pretty much it, man. Lots yeah. more coming. Uh, we definitely are going on tour with this. Uh, we definitely giving back a lot of this game um, to the people, uh, to the culture. So uh, definitely be on the lookout. Follow me on IG. We got a lot rebrand coming up. A lot of courses on the way. We hitting lots of different cities, um, and we definitely want to get you, you know, get you guys all strapped up, man. So. Yeah, definitely, bro. That's it, man. Definitely, bro. That's all we got for you, bro. We, we'll definitely be keeping in touch with you, man. I got your info, so we'll definitely be keeping in touch, man. bro. Most definitely. What part of the city you in, bro? I'm in uh, Sac. 
Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, oh, so you up north? Yeah, I'm a, a north cow. Right, well, yeah. But I'll be, yeah. I'll be in SoCal. We be in SoCal often, though. Okay, bro. Whenever you come yeah. down to SoCal, man, just yeah. touch my line, man. I know I'm kind of tough to, to catch. Yeah, I'm about an hour out. Yeah. I'm about an hour out of LA, but if you ever in LA, man, just tap my line. What's up, bro? I'm out here for the weekend. You free? Yeah. I'll let you know. Yes, no. Definitely try to link up, man. Definitely, bro. Appreciate you, fam. Sure, man. Thank you. Bless, bless up, bro. Have a good one, man. You too, bro. All right, take care. All right, peace. Peace. Well, that was another episode of the Million Dollar Mindsets podcast with Ralph Diesel. Like he said, he gave his info for all y'all that want to tap in with him, uh, get more info about certain things or whatever. But in wrapping up, for those who don't know, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Xavier C. Miller. You can find Deanna on Instagram and Twitter at, De- <laughs> at Deanna. Deanna. Deanna Kent on Instagram or Kent Real Estate and Twitter is Deanna S. Kent. Yep, yep. And that's all we got for y'all. Appreciate y'all for listening to another dope episode. We'll see y'all next episode. Peace. On the way to the big check. You ain't know I'm up next till I'm on the way. You ain't take a risk cause you too afraid. I'ma just eat till I'm overweight. On the way. Oh, a lot of shit on the way. On the way.